0: Okay, everybody stand up really quick and just do like a, it's okay. okay. We're going to have a great conversation. I think this is great. I want everybody to just embrace that. We may come in with different perspectives, we may have similar ones, but it's having this conversation is what we're trying to set the bar, and because it's so hard within face circles to have any kind of um, opinion, you know, that varies from anyone's opinion. So really, I just want this to be a template. I want it to be relaxing. I want it to be, you know, firm in what you believe, and I just want us to have a great conversation. So... Feel free to grab your cocktail, take, take a deep breath, and we'll do this. Okay,
1: this is why I have vodka in my
0: hand.
1: <laughs> Hello, my name is Michael Hidalgo. I am the lead pastor of Denver Community Church. You know the
2: my name is Meg Fox, and I'm the co-founder
1: of the ministry called Kaleidoscope. You know
3: Father Sarah from Pizzetti, pastor of St. John's System Orthodox Church Ignorant. in Lakewood, Colorado.
0: Welcome to Holy Highball, where four-letter words become prayers and the highballs are close to holiness. Okay, Meg, I'm just going to ask you a quick question. Explain the difference between same-sex orientation and same-sex sexual expression.
2: So same-sex orientation would basically mean uh, you're pattern of attractions, so it's not something that you necessarily choose. I guess I would say for straight people to understand, it's kind of like your type. You don't necessarily choose who you're attracted to, whereas same-sex sexual expression would be basically the way that you choose to use your sexuality or express your sexuality.
0: So you can be gay without engaging in sexual activity? Yes. Okay.
2: But it's also possible to say, I'm going to choose not to express that.
0: Okay. All right, here's my first question then. Should all gay people be celibate? Father, how would you answer that?
3: Yeah. The, <laughs> now, now we're getting precisely into how do you express it. The Orthodox Church would say anyone should abstain until marriage.
2: I think the, the question of should kind of tends to impose <laughs> something on other people. And especially when it comes to sexuality, I'm a huge proponent of just someone's self-determination and agency.
3: Celibacy would be encouraged for everyone. It's not a permanent state. You know, you're, you're, it's, it's not like if you're celibate, you're going to be celibate forever. Or if you're not, not celibate, then you have to be acting out all the time. You know, Saint Paul talks about being celibate for a while, even when you're married, and Christ talks about people being eunuchs. You know, in Greek, that's that would be the word that is used. And some are born that way, some are made that way, and some you know turn themselves into that. So,
0: being gay is—that's is that about not attraction important to Orthodox.
3: No, I mean, that's about attraction. Uh,
1: I think the thing that strikes me initially is it feels like we take the gay community and put them into their own category and then ask specific questions rather than seeing the larger whole that we're all sons and daughters uh, and children of God first. As I understand it from the the sacred text and the Christian scriptures, celibacy is a calling. And so I would say if somebody has either a lifelong calling or if somebody is in a place where for a season they feel that they should be celibate, um, then I would be one who would want to encourage that versus discouraging it uh, depending on where they are. And I'd also want to be a resource for them to support them if that's the decision they make. Again, whether that's lifelong or uh, something for a season.
0: If uh, a gay person does come to you, they say I'm gay, I'm celibate, and then they find a partner and they want to get married and have a monogamous relationship within your faith community, how would that be received, Father?
3: Um, We don't marry uh, same-sex couples. That's a given. Can they pursue a monogamous relationship? Of course. I was in San Francisco from 1981 to 1987. When AIDS hit, I was one of the few priests who would bury them. This has nothing to do with either intimacy, love, or or just having a relationship. It has to do with sexual acts. That is a sin. Does it mean you never repeat it? No. (laughs) That's that's what happens. We repeat our sins and we repent again.
2: There's a lot of people who would look at someone like me who would identify as celibate and this pursuing celibacy as someone who would want to mandate that for every LGBT person. And to me, that that just doesn't sound great because to me that sounds very much like a type of coercion. It's a part of our relationality that we want to express freely, to do on our own volition for the sake of those that we love. I know that we are gonna be all right. We gon' make it through if it takes us all night No matter what the odds
0: may bring, I'll wait I can see the blessings coming our way,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah Blessings on blessings, yeah I can see the blessings coming our way